Leading is Serving podcast, episode number five. Welcome, Chris. Yes, Jason. Thanks for uh, hanging out. This is always fun. I really, really enjoy this. I cannot believe it's number five. But I it's know. Just, Time is just flying. And- we've got some great people I'm super excited about. Even our coming lineup. Like, I'm just... Yeah. There's a great amount. I'm just... I agree. Excited about bringing these people to light so other people can hear their stories and what's going on. Yeah, and I have to be honest, I was a little concerned about starting this at the time of year we did. That moving into the holidays, Thanksgiving, and now Christmas, I'm mm-hmm. like, how? But I, I'm loving this. This is such yeah. a blast. Such I, a blast. I, I kind of feel bad. I think I feel like I'm getting more out of this than maybe we're even giving to our listeners. So I'm just like, well. I guess this is good. That's right. Absolutely. I hope other people are getting good stuff out of this too. <laughs> so are so. you are you ready for Christmas? I am. Our lights are up and um I am excited. You know, it's it's a great time of year, a great time to you know, with Thanksgiving, you, you know, you get thinking about, you know, all the things you're thankful for and then Christmas has a tendency to bring, you know, that that giving spirit on top of it and it's just a great combination of the two. Just a great time of year and um it actually kind of, and then there's times where I think about the fact that I didn't give enough earlier in the year. It's like, what well, should I have done more for other people in the midst of the year right. instead of just waiting till the end of the year? So that's always been a, yeah. a on my mind a little bit, I especially during this time of year because it's like, well, you know. And I've and I hope that all the people that I work with and and bump into as well are know that I'm appreciative of them if I show them that in the midst right of it right when I'm working with them. Well, really, uh, my serious question for you today. Okay, sorry. And you know, no, when you put up your Christmas lights, are you the Clark Griswold uh, blowing the fuse of the entire neighborhood, or are you just like a couple of lights and you're good? No, if it was my my way, we would have just like a couple of lights and call it a day. My <laughs> wife has decided that we need three Christmas trees, and each room has to be decorated for Christmas. Like my girls have even have decorations in their rooms yeah so it's okay. like and we have all three christmas trees are lit up all three christmas trees have ornaments i'm like oh my yeah. goodness and then she's like hey we're gonna start doing more stuff we had to buy deer this year deer for the outside okay the okay had to put lights live up. deer no live okay, deer good. we don't need any live. don't give her any more ideas jason okay <laughs> I don't need any more work than I've already got. Yeah, we. Um, I, I keep threatening that uh, we're going to go to. Uh, I saw a house a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that had like half a strand of lights on a tree, and the other half was strung to the ground to a like a plywood cut out of the Grinch. Yeah, and it looks like he's pulling them off the tree. Oh, that's a and that was it. <laughs> that's like, great. That's my style right there. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great Not idea. Because I love Christmas. Not because right. I'm a Grinch about Christmas. No. Yeah. My my biggest pet peeve is taking all the stuff down in January. Oh man. When it's yeah. freezing outside. Yeah. And so it's like Or spring break when it's warmer. I you know, you pray for that warm day between Thanksgiving and Christmas, or uh-huh. you know, for us that have a tendency to try to get stuff done a little earlier. We 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 Hit it before Thanksgiving, but don't turn them on until after Thanksgiving. Right, right. Like I guess there's a special protocol for that too that I don't know that I'm privy to, but I just follow with what. It's like life. wearing white before Memorial Day. I don't know. What yeah, that really is. never there, mind. There's some of those too. Let's yep. just move on. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey. Um. So as we're <laughs> as we're progressing through this leading a serving, and we're talking about um, 
you know, we want to be fighting for the highest good in other people, right? Right. I mean, that's Absolutely. that's our desire is that we want to build other people up. We want to help them succeed, and 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 that is a form of leadership that we want to emulate in our lives. And we've been talking about what does healthy leadership look like. Mm-hmm. You know that we want to be a hundred x leader, one that is that is healthy as much as possible, so that we are multiplying that health into other lives. Right. Right. Yeah. You know whether that's um, our our teams, our families, our, our organizations, our community. We want to be pouring our health into others. Right. Because there's a basic principle that you can't give away what you don't have. That's exactly right. And so if you want your family, you want your team, you want you want your business to be healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're not healthy, how? How can you give that away right. as a leader? And so we've talked about a couple of um, assessments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the peace index of yeah. a way to kind of measure your health. You know, how am I doing in purpose? Am I am I living into my purpose? My daily activities, my weekly activities are. Am I? Do I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose? Mm-hmm. That that adds into the health of our life. It's a, a component of that. Um, another one was the people around us. How are our relationships? How are our other people doing? You know, relationships that are close to us. If they're going through a tough time, that um, is something that we need to pour into, and that contributes to our health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, provision was another mm-hmm. that we talked about. Um, you know, the uh, the provision not just for our family, but for our businesses, for the things we're doing, um, not just getting work done, but playing and resting well as you know as part of that. Right. Um, we talked about our physical health. Well, it's Christmas, so we'll talk about that in right after things after Christmas. After, yeah, after the holidays, <laughs> we'll all do a weight loss program in January, and right. we'll improve our physical health and our peace index. And altogether. everybody wonders why January is such a big month for that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so all of these things kind of go together to give us a picture of our health. And then last uh, last episode, we talked about the seventy thirty principle that mm-hmm. we want to be spending about seventy percent of our time. Um, in the things that give us energy, that give us life, and and really just kind of give us joy. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can learn to do, and we can learn to do them well, but they end up draining us still. And right. so how do we lean into that to to bring our health to the table as a leader, as, um, you know, as, as part of the community, the network that we live in, we we need to be healthy because mm-hmm. we can't give away what we don't have. Right. Right. Yep. And it so... It comes back to that basic principle, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and so there's there's kind of these concentric circles of influence that we have. Um, the most important one is at the center, which is going to be kind of um, uh, not. Uh, it's going to seem opposite of what leading and serving is about, mm-hmm. because you're at the center of your circle, Chris. Right. You're at the center, and right. if if you aren't healthy, how can how can you spread your health toward these outer circles? And right. so that next circle is our family. Of how are we leading our spouses, our our children, our relationships? Um, if we're not married yet, the you know our immediate community around us. Um, how are we leading them well? Mm-hmm. And the next circle beyond that is the team that we function on. So not you know if you're in a larger organization, you're going to be on a smaller sub team. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the executive level. Maybe it's down lower um, in the org chart. But um, the team that you are a part of is part of your influence. And right. from there, then that goes to the organization as a whole, and then the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And as we talk to business leaders, you know, a lot of our goals is to impact our community. Mm-hmm. And we want to we want to bring value to our community, whether it's through a product or a service. And we want to see that see our influence as a business grow in our community. Mm-hmm. But what we forget a lot of times is that the community is that last circle. 
Right. It's possible to build a successful business in the community mm-hmm. and fail on everything else. Mm. That's a that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah, you can be you can have a great bottom line. Mm-hmm. You can have a business that's going full bore, growing, you know, two hundred percent every quarter or you know, whatever. You know, anything off the chart you can think of. But if your family implodes or what if you implode? Right. Well, and that, that brings up a good thing, like a good topic or uh, thing that I was talk I was thinking about as well, which is I don't know that necessarily that this has to always pertain to people who own businesses. I think no, there's absolutely. also a great amount of leaders out there who are in the workforce underneath a bigger organization, but are making huge strides in, in being intentional and being uh, serving as leaders mm-hmm. um, in their their facet of their job. And, and even though that they don't own the business, they're making huge strides for absolutely. in the bigger picture and, and to the point where they're touching the community inside – an organization. Absolutely. I was talking to a, a younger leader, um, first job ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, has potential to grow and become a leader uh, later in life yeah. and was struggling with the culture of the, the workplace in their first job. And, you know, within three weeks of starting his first job, he's like, man, there's a tension that I just don't understand. I don't understand this tension. And I'm like, buddy, you're eight, nine, 10 layers deep in this organization. And so mm-hmm. that tension isn't just about you. It's coming from up the up the chart. Right, up the food chain. Yep. <laughs> you know, and and so that culture within that company is is dependent on every layer of the organization. Mm-hmm. Not just him at his entry level position feeling that tension. That tension runs up the org chart, and so it's very critical for every leader, regardless of the size of the organization, regardless whether you're at the top or the bottom, mm-hmm. that leaders shape culture. Right. And, you know, the team that you have around you, whether you're on the team or you're leading that team, you help shape that culture. That's exactly right. And, and so, it's, so it's important to think about, you know, our influence is either – it can either be accidental mm-hmm. or it can be intentional. Yeah. And sometimes when we're just going about our, our, the flow of our life, the, you know, just the way we do things, we don't realize the impact that our – accidental it's an accidental impact because we're not thinking about the ramifications of our actions right. of our thoughts and our decisions um, but when we're intentional we have the opportunity to promote health and promote growth around those around us mm-hmm. you know uh, you've heard the the term 360 leadership right I think so you know where um, um, if you're in the middle of an organization you can lead you can lead downward to those that you are leading. Mm-hmm. You can lead across, uh, side to side, with those you are serving alongside at the same level, mm-hmm. and then you can also lead upward to those right. who are supervising you. And uh, so that's what that's what this is about is mm-hmm. is about building healthy leadership in ourselves and kind of stitching all of these thoughts together so that we can lead well, not just um, in our families, in our team, in our organization, but also in our community. That those outward those circles of influence matter, and we have to start at center. Well, that's that's great. I'm glad we were talking about this today because the gentleman today that's coming, yeah, is that we are going to chat with, is not the business owner, but right. I do believe he is a leader inside of his industry, and he is Absolutely. a leader inside of his, um, his sphere of influence, mm-hmm. and 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 it's not necessarily, and so that, um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I was like, man, I just know so many great leaders. But they don't necessarily own the business, but I'm super impressed with their ability to serve and lead. 
So Absolutely. I am excited about Tyler and looking forward to bringing him in yeah. and chatting with him. All right. So Tyler Reniker is coming. Yes. And who, who does he, where does he work at this point? He works at TNW. Um, so we will, let's, let's let him tell us more about that because I don't okay. want to give too much away because I'm, I'm excited about talking with him about this. So I am too. Let's make the jump. Here we go. All right. All right, Tyler, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Absolutely. Great to have you here. I appreciate you taking the time. Pleasure to be here. Um, let's just jump right into it. So give me some wisdom. What's, what's, give me some a little background before, I know you recently took, um, started working for TNW within the last, what, six, eight months? Yep. April of, of 2021. Okay. Yeah. So give me some a little background on who Tyler is and what he was doing before then so we can understand you a little better. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a Purdue University grad, uh, graduated there in 2015. And just as any college kid, you know, it's so difficult for an 18 year old to know what they want to do. Right. Um, and that was a challenge for me um, in college. It was, you know, choosing a major and trying to figure out your rest of your life's path. Mm -hmm. um, all I knew I wanted to do in school is build relationships, meaningful relationships in some kind of job. Um, and typically, people were directing me towards sales for that. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of grabbed that bull by the horns and said, well, let's, let's commit all or nothing. So I started majoring in sales and marketing. Um, my degree is agricultural economics with a concentration in sales and marketing. Um, and out of school, uh, did not use any ag, <laughs> uh, but went into uh, working for a metals, uh, per, basically manufacturer, uh, Alcoa, up in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, and worked for them for a couple of years, um, developed um, a little bit of a sales tactic, had some uh, book of business there. Um, but, you know, for me, it was, it was no, there was no face-to-face -face there. Mm -hmm. So f that was a challenge because I, I, I had relationships, but it was all email, it was all phone calls, everybody was around the country. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I, I knew I was on the right track there. Um, and I, I said, I like these aspects of it, but I need that face-to-face, -face, that interpersonal, that, you know, take that up a notch. Um, so moved up in the company a little bit, um, ended up uh, switching to a fasteners division, um, and I sold industrial fasteners, which is about as exciting as it sounds. Um, <laughs> but did that for a couple of years and had a, 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 I traveled quite a bit and traveled to my customers. Uh, and that really solidified um, my passion for being able to see people face to face, build a relationship. I'm not just out selling a product. I'm not just out as the face of, you know, this product that I, I want to get to know you. And if I'm able to sell a product, you know, based on our relationship, that's, that's the key. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was approached by TNW, uh, late 2020, uh, they had an, an opening and, and a good family friend of mine is a partner there. Um, and he approached me and said, I've got an open position and just, just want to know if you're happy what you're doing right now, or if you'd be interested in, in hearing a little more about it. Um, so, you know, naturally, you know, it's, I think it's silly to just say, you know, no, I don't want to, I don't want to know anything about that opportunity. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, entertained it, uh, went through a couple rounds of interviews and, and six months later, uh, I'm starting the job and, you know, so far with TNW, it's been a, a, a whirlwind learning construction. Um, mm -hmm. that was a new industry for me. Um, uh, my, my dad was in heavy highway growing up. Um, and so he worked that for, you know, 30 plus years. And so I was around it a little bit, but just didn't know the intricacies. Um, mm -hmm. and so, but, but learning that has been kind of taking a backseat to really just building relationships and, and that, you know, that, that aspect of it that I really love, um, getting to know people. And mm -hmm. if business comes as a result of those great relationships, fantastic. And, 
um, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting eight months into the job. Okay. So what, so, what kind of I want to dig into a little bit about the building relationships, even mm-hmm. even if it's at a a sales meeting where a product is on the table, because that's the first time I ever met you. Yep. Was uh, in a in a as a potential client at T and W, and so I came away with that experience going, man, Tyler genuinely genuinely cares. I mean, he he's interested in in who I am, not just about selling this product. So how do I, I'm not great at sales. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Um, because I feel like the product on the table, that, that opportunity is a barrier to me and, you know, building that genuine relationship. So how do you, how do you overcome that? What, what kind of goes through your mind in terms of, um, yeah, I've got to accomplish a sales goal here, but it, it's a relationship. How do you, how do you process through some of that? Yeah. Um, th- th- it is a challenge and it's something that I think comes as a result of, of, you know, repetition and some failure. Um, I think when you're entering a sales position, there is a lot of pressure to be able to perform and, uh, you know, earn revenues and make sales. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you're getting paid to do the job and you need to bring dollars into the company. Um, so there's some there's some pressure there initially to, to, you know, make sure that you're providing what you need to for your business. Um, the, the, what, what, when a great, I guess a good salesman becomes great is when they can kind of set that in the back seat and, you know, sit down and, and you may sacrifice the first couple, you know, meetings that you have. Don't worry about the product. Worry about getting to know them. Worry about, treat the meeting as if you're meeting a, a friend for the first time. You you know, you were just introduced and, and talk about who they are, not what they do. Because, um, you know, everybody does something, but what they do is not who they are. So, you know, Growing up, what were your hobbies? What's your family life? What's your, um, you know, what drives you? What motivates you as a person? You know, are you introvert, extrovert? Those kinds of things that kind of fascinate me. Um, and then, you know, after those first couple meetings, when you get to know them, you may actually find out they're not a great client. Like they may not need your product. They may not need your service. Um, and it's the ability to kind of diagnose that after getting to know them, where you can say, you know what. I'm not going to waste your time or my time. Um, and that's okay. Not everybody is a client for your product. And that, mm-hmm. that is a, that's a tough pill to swallow because you're out trying to get as many sales as you can, but it's, you've really got to diagnose that, you know, in the, in the course of getting to know somebody is making sure that they're a good fit for what you're trying to, to sell, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, I think you opened the door. So who is Tyler outside of the sales process, the job, the hobbies? <laughs> yeah, I asked you know, for that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I grew up in Indiana. Um, grew up up in Lafayette um, most of my life. Um, moved down to Indianapolis about four years ago when I met my wife. Um, met her online, believe it or not. Um, and uh, I never thought I'd say that five years ago, but I, I did. Um, our circles, we had no mutual friends or anything, so our paths never would have crossed. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was early 2018. And, um, you know, a few months later, I, I was pretty sure I was going to marry her. I didn't want to scare her away, so I dated her for another six months before asking her to marry me. <laughs> um, but we were on the same page there. So I moved down to Indianapolis um, late 2018, um, and uh, I've been here since. But um, we've been married two and a half years. Um, no kids yet. Um, kids are in the plans, but... You know, that's not necessarily our decision to make. So we just do what we can. Um, 
But um, I'm a big golfer, love to play golf in my free time, uh, played in high school and still try to get out a few times a month. Um, my wife is a big outdoors, outdoorsy person, um, so she likes to go camping, go hiking, things like that. So I, I've taken a little bit of a liking to do some of those things. Um, but, I mean, the, the kicker with me is I'm, I'm actually an introvert, um, and I didn't mm-hmm. really realize that until college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought introverted people were just the quiet people that really can't do social situations and, um, you know, just the, anybody you have an awkward conversation with is an introvert. That, that's right. what I always thought, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was not until I realized that um, introvert and extrovert is just how you get your energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does being alone and recharging, you know, internally, that's an introvert. Um, and, Absolutely. And that's where I, I was kind of like, Wow. I, that's me. You know, I, I'm fine in social situations. I enjoy sales. I enjoy getting to mm-hmm. know people. But at the end of the day, I'm a recharger internally uh, and alone. And so, you know, learning that and, and just figuring out how people are driven and motivated, that's, um, I, I enjoy that aspect of, of sales and relationship building. Okay. For all the golfers out there, what's one of the coolest golf courses you ever played on? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, Robert Trent Jones golf courses down in Alabama. There's like a Robert Trent Jones trail. Oh, really? Um, a few different courses down there. Um, those were beautiful courses. Um, I, I really like the Purdue courses. I'm a little biased, but both those Probably. golf courses are beautiful. Um, let's see. Um, best course I ever played on was probably TPC Snoqualmie Ridge which is in the Pacific Northwest up in Washington State. Mm. Um, the Champions uh, Tour, PGA Tour, plays there um, oh, wow. every year in the Boeing Classic. I think it's in August. But uh, just stunning views. I mean, yeah. it's, it's in the hills, the mountains. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that unbelievable. area of the country is unbelievable. Yeah. It's so beautiful. underrated. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's somewhere you can't just stop by on your way somewhere else you kind of have to make it a destination right. and that's right. the challenge for a lot of people especially here in the midwest yeah absolutely so, yeah that's cool so um you know it's christmas time and being a you know young married couple um any christmas traditions that you guys have been intentional about building it's funny you ask that my wife is uh extremely interested in trying to build christmas traditions and i'm not very good at this um, it's something that I've struggled with to try to pin one down for her, but she's like, well, we, we should get, you know, an ornament every year. We should, um, you know, travel to this place every year. We should eat here every year or something. And we've really yet to pin one down. It's been, okay. yeah, two and a half years. We were married in May of 19. So we've been through two Christmases mm-hmm. already and, and we struggle to find a tradition. So time. any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> well, lay them on the- me. And when kids come, they're gonna they're gonna shift. They'll dictate. Do it all right. <laughs> so don't worry about that until they decide. Yeah, absolutely. So what's what's a guiding principle or value that you live by that that's not necessarily tradition, but something that's strong in your heart? Then, man, um, communication and and trust are huge for me. So so when I was uh, uh, a lot younger. Um, Lying seemed easy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just little things. Um, I was a terrible communicator when I was younger, um, and, and I didn't realize that until I met my wife, and she's she's a very direct and very good communicator. So, like, our third date, she just looked me dead in the eyes, and she's like, you are a terrible communicator. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, she's got me pegged. Um, and so she just starts asking me these direct questions about our relationship, you know. 
um, things like, you know, how do you feel about me? It just stops right there. And, and you know, how, how do you answer that? How, how do On you your dodge third date? That? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's how intense. How do you dodge that question? And so, um, yeah, I was forced to just kind of open up and be real. And since, you know, really getting to know her better, I've realized that our communication is really good and it's helped our relationship. I mean, we would not be where we are obviously, without the communication we've got. That's awesome. And I've tried to translate that into other relationships and just be honest and open and upfront with people. Uh, that's a huge value for me is just being able to, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with getting to know somebody, you know, mm-hmm. on a good level. You you have to open up and be vulnerable. Yes. And so a, a huge, I guess, back to your question, a huge value for me is just trust and transparency in relationships. Uh, be honest with people. Don't, you know, don't, pull the wool over their eyes, don't be taking them for a, a ride, just, just give them, shoot them straight and tell them, tell them no if, if it's not right. Uh, and so that, that would, you would say that's not only in your personal life, but in your professional life as well. I, I try to keep those relatively connected. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously things in your personal life and your professional life you have to keep separate, but right. I try to I'm have sorry. some overlap there. Yeah, with um, the, as far as like just being the genuine, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Communication. Yeah, because <laughs> on the off chance that you meet a professional relationship in your personal life, you don't want those to be two different people. You know what right. I mean? You, you, right. you have to be the same person. Um, and so for me, that's that's been a um, something that I've just valued is, is just be Tyler all the time. And, you know, not everybody's going to like you. You don't like everybody, so not everybody's going to like you. <laughs> you know? And so it's just something you got to kind of get over, swallow your pride and realize, yeah, there's going to be some people that I, you know, have some friction with and that's okay. That's you okay. just, you, you know, treat them. Treat them like you'd want to be treated and, and you know, find, find the yeah. people that you get along with and you've got connections with. So that value, how does that work? When you were looking at T&W, how did that work into, into what you were looking at with T&W? Great question. So in, in my prof- short professional career, six years now, um, I have come to a quick realization that, that it doesn't work to sell something that you don't believe in because you, you aren't able to be honest and transparent with the process if you're if you don't believe what you're selling. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, TNW, um, the, the process that, that we have is, is open, honest, and transparent. Um, we're trying to, to kind of break the stigma of the construction industry of um, just ambiguous and confusing and um, long-winded. Um, there, there's a lot of things in construction that can be daunting mm-hmm. when, when, when a small business is trying to start a project or a church. Right. or there's so, much, there's so much unknown. And for us, um, it's all about kind of bringing the unknown to light and shedding, you know, all the light that we can on the entire situation so that there's no unforeseen, you know, issues or uh, surprises in the process. So for me, TNW and how we do that, um, that's a that's a huge reason why I jumped into TNW the way I did, because I feel like in my process of, of getting to know people and telling them about what we do, I can fully 100% stand behind our product, our process, and what we deliver. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, a, a no from somebody, I'm not losing any sleep about that because that's their decision and I did what I what I could do and what I believed is right to be able to, you know, offer a, a great solution. Hmm. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> what, are some, what are some projects around the area that you guys have been working on recently that if anybody's, you know, driving around town going, because you don't see any signs of, you know, this is a TNW build 
after it opens. Right. So right. what are what are some projects that if we're driving around town we would we would notice? Yeah. Um, so t- for for those who don't know, T and W does about um, thirty five to forty percent of our book of business is church faith based organizations. Um, so the biggest church organization that we you know continue to work with is Traders Point Christian Church. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done uh, I believe all of their campuses around the greater Indianapolis area. Uh, their Whitestown campus is kind of their main campus. Um, they did a conversion of a, of a um, I believe, um, I'm going to forget what, what the building was in uh, north side of downtown, but they did a conversion uh, of a building there that we, we helped them out with. And they've uh, got a couple projects under construction right now, um, one in uh, Broad Ripple uh, and one in Plainfield where they've bought uh, the old Marsh grocery stores. Oh, really? And they're transitioning those into um, into their churches um, because, cool. you know, good, they're city center, plenty of parking, mm-hmm. yeah. plenty of space, um, yeah, right. you know, all, all things a church needs. And, and, you know, what else are those buildings going to be? So they've they've done a great job with those. Um, and then the other, the other half, a little over half of our business is commercial, and that's a huge umbrella. So some of the projects that we're working on or have completed recently um, for, for the south side of Indianapolis folks, uh, the Kopetsky Auto Wash, uh, down on yeah. on State Road 135, okay. uh, it's a beautiful car wash, really really mm-hmm. cool design. Uh, that's an eye catcher. People, yeah, a lot of people know that one. Um, we've done um, a pet suites, which is like a pet boarding facility down um, just north of Greenwood towards I 65 on Emerson. Mm-hmm. Um, in that same area, we worked on a, a point blank uh, shooting range. Yeah, um, just finished that one up uh, a couple years ago. Um, and uh, on the north side. Um, We've got a few different uh, senior assisted living facilities under construction as well right now. Okay. So um, those are those are larger facilities. Uh, one in Whitestown, one in Anderson, and one up in uh, Marion. Um, so we work all over Central Indiana, and our book of business is is pretty wide, pretty vast. Yeah. Um, so those are some things you can keep an eye out for. That's cool. We'll That's do that. Awesome. So in life, one of the questions that we've been asking on the podcast as we think about leadership and. Um, you know, serving other people, fighting for their highest good, which is exactly what I hear coming from you and talking talking about building relationships. Um, one of the questions we've been asking is, what about failure? Have you uh, learned from any failures or stumbles along the road, things you're like, man, I wish I, I probably could have done that better, but I learned an incredible lesson or you know, gained a value out of that? Yeah, failure is a funny thing, uh, especially in sales, because in sales, you know, it's it's way more failure than success, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that some people may not know out of the out of the the business. You know, you hear, especially selling larger products like a building. Yes. You know, you, you hear ninety nine no's to your one yes. And we're not um, we're not talking like fifty thousand dollar projects. Yeah, we're talking these are multi million dollar projects. projects. Um, yeah. and, and so for you, you know, it, it's it's a long winded process of of building a, a long term relationship. Um, but but to the question, yeah, failure is something you just kinda have to get comfortable with and, and realize that it doesn't say anything about who you are. Um, it just wasn't the right fit. But with that said, every failure there's something to to be learned. Obviously, um, you know, and if you're not learning something from that failure, then it is a failure. But if you're taking a lesson from from something that's considered a failure, it's not a failure. It's just a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, man, um, to pinpoint a failure that I've I've learned from, um, I would go back to you know kind of what I touched on earlier as far as um, 
when you just come in guns blazing into a into a sales meeting or or a first meeting with somebody mm-hmm. and just throwing product after product or, or or not caring about who the person is and what their needs actually are that was a huge learning experience for me because it was like why isn't why isn't this working you know i'm i'm doing everything i i was told i should be doing uh mentioning all the products and features and everything that we offer and they're just not interested and it's like well why what what's happening there so it was about figuring out the 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 failure of my sales process early on and kind of diagnosing what was going on there and saying you know you you have to approach this from a different way because this this is going to just continue to fail because people are more worried about people aren't worried about just just sitting down oh the product is fine you know it, it's it's just a it was a tough pill to swallow because I felt like I was doing a good job. I did what I was taught to do, but but it, it's very much an ongoing learning experience in sales. Um, that you had that, would you say that you dealt with that more in your other sales jobs before you came to TNW? And TNW has been, you're in that position now where you've you've yeah listening more yeah. And, yeah. and not driving as much. <laughs> I like to think that I had my failures elsewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, naturally, you're gonna have you're gonna have your failures everywhere, and, right. and you're never gonna you're never gonna get there. You mm-hmm. know, like there's never a there. Like the moment you sit back and relax, and you're like, I made it. You're right. behind again. So you know, it's it's, it's especially a constant, in the sales world. Absolutely, it's a constant learning. It's a it's just a spectrum of being able to continue to grow and continue to improve and and. Even if it wasn't a failure, you have to go back and evaluate what could I have done better. Even if you win the, you know, even if you make the sale, you win the job, whatever, whatever it is in your world, go back and think about what could I have done better there. Maybe uh-huh. even ask your customer. You know, that they're going to be able to tell you the best in, in either maybe some kind of survey or some kind of after the fact. Is there something that I could have done differently or better in this process? And, I gotta say, Tyler, I do love that about you um, because you know we're we're. This podcast is based on leading and serving, right? But it is a whole – it's very refreshing to have somebody that goes, you know what, this might have not gone quite like I thought it should or something went awry. Let's learn from this. Let's let's grow from this so that we can – the next group of people that come through our door, we can serve them better. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean that – like we started this podcast talk to, earlier talking today about how just trying to make everybody that are around us in their best position – and I feel like that is the best way to go about sales. Like, yes, you do have to sell something. You do have to bring in some money. But it's all about how you go about doing it. And I know that Jason and I have sat down with you and talked about some projects that we've thought about too. And it's just been great to see you in action as well as having this time to having these conversations. Well, thanks. So, yeah. It, for, for me, it's all about setting everybody else up. And um, the, the biggest change in my process has happened when I've worried a lot less about my own product and I've tried to help other people. Um, you know, it's, it's just keeping other people top of mind and, 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 you know, in, in your crosshairs to make sure that if you hear about an opportunity that you don't, you don't sell, you don't, you know, have anything to do with, but Hey, I know somebody that I can get you, you know, connected with that is going to do a great job for you. That would be a perfect solution. It's, 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 you know, making sure that you're not, you know, one A, and and I'm only worried about me and getting right. mine. You know, you mm-hmm. you have to think about other people, and and in doing that, becoming a little bit more selfless, becoming you know having that servant 
mindset of, of how can I help others, it will come back around to you eventually because you're, you're just, you're building those good relationships and people are valuing that. Right. And and then the construction industry is just a whole other facet. Like I'm in the residential side, you're in the commercial side. And it's just, I mean, I know from the residential side, like it is, there's a big group of people and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the construction industry that everybody knows is there and it's not easy to navigate sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes a lot further to to have a a referral or somebody you trust that says, hey, I recommend this person. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's a tough hill to climb walking in somewhere cold Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, trust me. Um, Yeah. That's that does not get you very far in in, in you and I's industry, especially right. um, because. Well, and I'm not even dealing with my price tags are not as big as yours, and sure. I still, I mean, we still have. We I just as soon take a referral from somebody than I would. Oh, hundred percent. A cold call. Hundred so. percent. Um, yeah, and and that's what's really important in growing your network is is not only you know being able to, you know, know people and refer people, but to. Make sure that everybody you meet, you're giving your the best version of you, so that because mm-hmm. everybody knows somebody, right? And it doesn't matter, you know. I, I'll I'll meet with you know the the janitor of the place next door. I, I that's you know they've they've got a story. They've got people that they know. They've got you know. It's important to treat everybody with that same level of respect because you never know when that person is going to come back around in your life somewhere, right. um, and just making sure that. You know, you're always thinking about, um, you know, the long term and being able to, you know, just treat people how you'd want to be treated is, is really, you know, the main value that I'm, I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. You've talked a lot about communication, about building relationships, about, um, you know, just valuing that other person. But a word that I've heard a couple of times that I think we're talking about the whole time is listening and the power of listening in building mm-hmm. that relationship. Um, what, you know, as you're sitting down building relationships with people, whether it's a sales project or your wife asking you those really pointed direct questions, <laughs> <laughs> um, what does it mean to listen? I mean, how, wh- what are some skills around listening? Cause that's, that's probably the biggest part of communication, right? Absolutely. Is, is listening. So how do you, how do you stay tuned in and not wanting to jump in and offer your side? How do you, how do you hold back on that? I think the biggest key is minimizing distractions. So we live in a world where there are distractions everywhere, um, especially in our, in our pockets with our, our phones yeah. and our social media and, you know, things are buzzing around you all the time. Um, and for, for me, it's being intentional about eliminating those, those obstacles and those distractions and making sure that you are present in the moment. Um, mm. that, is, that is a tough thing for a lot of people anymore is you've just got so much going on. You know, your family's at home. Your, your job is, is churning. You're, um, you know, you've got plans later on that night. You're going to a game. You're going to a movie, whatever. And, and it's people get just, you know, life flies by like that. And I think it's just really important to be as present as you can be in that moment. Mm. Dedicate the attention that you have to that person mm. and just just sitting there and hearing their story and not, you know, being distracted by anything else going on in your life. That's a that's a tough skill and I think one that a lot of people are losing, you know, just with everything going on. And yes. it's something that everybody needs to work on, be conscious about. Um even if it's, yeah, putting your phone on silent, leave it in your truck, leave it in your car, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and fully be in that moment to, to, yeah, communicate much more effectively. 
can can we use that little tidbit for our Christmas time? Because I think that's just a great idea. Go <laughs> like, for it. I was like, oh my goodness, that is because especially like in the holidays, like we're running nonstop and Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that this 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 wasn't his question, but it totally like personal and, and oh, it's business completely is applicable. Huge. Yes, absolutely. Huge. And everybody's coming up with new apps and things to do on your phone. Like <laughs> I you have one phone, but you have twenty apps. That just are just calling 20? your name. Yeah. Oh, just 20? In an hour. <laughs> In an hour. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it, it's just making sure that you're present and you're, you're – because if your attention is is dedicated to, you know, eight different things, you don't, nothing has your attention because right. because you're worried about that other those other seven things. Right. So, it, you know, just – and obviously nobody can just tune out everything, but just right. it, do your best to be as present as you can – you know, this Christmas mm-hmm. with your family. Right. Those those times are times you don't get back. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, yeah. the, the, whatever the job is, whatever the notification is, it can wait. Just just be present with those in the room. Enjoy that time. Listen to what they're saying. No matter, It doesn't matter if it interests you or not. Right. <laughs> Listen right. to what they're saying, you know, because right. it's important to them if they're telling it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Listen to what they're saying, even though you might not be interested in it. I love the... That's another one. We got a we got a, a hurdle. Well, and it's not so much being interested in what they're saying, but it's being interested in the person. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Great. Yeah. Well, being a young uh, professional who uh, you said six years in the industry, out of college, what would you tell other, say Purdue grads coming out this year? What kind of life advice would you give them as they're starting off? I mean, they could be graduating from any of our other right, right, right. wonderful universities throughout the country, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Even though you love Purdue. I yes. know. It's okay. Yes. We're not, this isn't just for the Purdue grads. So. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, life advice for the recent grad. What would you tell them, you know, hey, in this first, you know, five, 10 years of your career, what, what would you tell them? Um, be yourself. Um, your first job is probably not going to be your last. Mm. Um, but in that, don't burn any bridges. Treat treat the job like you're going to be there for 20 years, but you probably won't be. <laughs> right. um, and and for, it's not about starting, you know, when you graduate, you've got that first job offer, you've accepted, you've maybe moved to your new city. It's all an exciting time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really important to continue to evaluate where you're at and and do you like what you're doing? Life is way too short to hate your job. Yeah. You spend 40 plus, 60 plus hours a week doing whatever you're doing and you know, find what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And I I know, you know, they call it work for a reason, you know, otherwise it'd be called a hobby. But right. um but find something that when you're waking up in the morning, it's not, you know, you're not dreading it. It, it, mm-hmm. It's something that you can say, you know, yeah, I got to go to work. Do I enjoy working up, at, waking up at six thirty every day? Maybe not, but this is something that if I got to do this, I enjoy this, um, and really just finding that. And and I think it's really important to um, be conscious that everything you do and say in this in this world we live in in twenty twenty one can follow you. So be conscious about what you're typing, be conscious about what you're saying, be conscious about the feelings that you're giving others, because all of that matters in the long run. Yeah. You may mm-hmm. not think it does, but just be, if, if don't let emotion dictate, mm-hmm. uh, and just be level-headed, and, and those are the, the, the tips that I think are most important. I need you to come over to dinner and talk to my kids, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd be happy to. Yeah. yeah. My wife would be pretty good at maybe teaching some communication. And I need your direct. wife's direct line of communication to get through to them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're a pretty good team. So, yeah. That's awesome. We'd love to. Well, Tyler, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank yes. You. I've Tyler, thank this. you again. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you guys having me. This was Absolutely. a blast. Absolutely. Merry yeah. Christmas to you yes, and your Merry wife. Christmas. Likewise. Merry Christmas. Enjoy guys. the. Uh, experimenting traditions. Yes, absolutely. We've got we've got quite a bit of experimenting to do, but I'm sure we'll find something. And I absolutely. look forward to maybe having you back at some point because I'm you know I know that you're 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 just started TMW not that long ago, but I'm super excited about what you got going on and the things that you got going and the growth that's happening for you. Like I'm super excited for you, and I would look forward to at some point maybe having you back to chat with us to kind of catch up with you at some point. That would be okay. fantastic. You bet. You bet. So, or on the golf course. I'm good or, for that. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, we can do we, both. We, we, can bring, we can bring some mics to the golf course. Right. right? They, oh, yes. Yes. Can you make that happen? Talk to the Capital oh, yeah. One guys. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks. We'll uh, be back here in just a moment. Well, that was... Uh, that was very, good stuff, wasn't refreshing. it? Refreshing. Like, I, I love the communication style, the and listening, and I mean, it's just... Yeah, he said he wasn't very good at communication, and then... he He's good. That was, yeah, he was good. Yeah. So, And but, I, don't, I, I kind of wonder if that's his, wife influ- his wife's influence on his life as well. So he's a good learner. He's a good learner yeah, and a good go. listener. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what impacted you the most, man? You know, uh, I just, I, I think that his genuineness is just... I really, I didn't, I've, I've talked to Tyler several times mm-hmm. and I really like Tyler and I couldn't figure out why I like Tyler, but I really like Tyler. I think it's because it's genuineness and then his ability to communicate, um, through projects and, and it sounds like he's got a great company behind him, which is great. Yeah. Um, and his ability to be him and, um, uh, to share that with other people and, and serve those people well. Right. Right, and and his his company is standing one hundred and ten percent behind him in his honesty and his forthcoming with information, which is just great. Right, it's a great combination. Absolutely. So it's just a lot. That's, and I think that if my guess is is if more companies would be like that, I don't think there'd be as much jumping of jobs. I don't. But that's just my two cents. I don't know if right. that's real, real or not. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, my grandfather worked for the same company. For his entire life, basically. Right. Well, I mean, technically two companies because it got bought out at one point. Oh. But it was the same. Right. I mean, he didn't. He, we don't he hear left. about that stuff anymore. Right. Like, and like Tyler said, he said that more than likely the job you come out of college and start doing is not the, be, the job that you're going to end up being for the rest of your life. Right. You know? So it's like, um, and and there's, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to go rabbit down a rabbit hole, but there's a lot of um, junk as far as like uh, corporate junk that just kind of clutters up the mix sometimes. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that really hit me, and we, we didn't really dig into it a whole lot, but um, kind of the false standard that we hold ourselves to yeah. when he said, um, you are you don't like everybody, so right. not everybody's going to like you. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but, I, but I hold myself to everybody should like me. Right. <laughs> It's like, that is... That, Jason, that really I is like a, you. Why, thanks, Chris. You're, you're welcome. You're great, man. <laughs> um, it felt so genuine. Uh, <laughs> but just to, you know, how many standards we hold to ourselves that we don't hold to other people. Yes. You know, just... Oh, good call. Things that, that we expect perfection out of ourselves. And 
We give a lot of grace, a lot of mercy to other people around us, mm-hmm. not ourselves. Mm. So that was yep. huge. So, but yeah, I just love, um, I love the heart of that genuine, of genuine, just being interested in other people. Yep. And taking time to, to be present in the moment. I mean, that's. I, yeah, that was really good too. I, I think, yeah, and I was just thinking, <laughs> listeners of this podcast. Right. You know, you're probably cooking dinner with your left hand. Yep. Holding a baby or, you know, signing homework or something off with the right hand mm-hmm. while listening to the podcast and, you know, and the radio's going and somebody's, right. you know, we just focusing in and being present. Right. Such a huge That's skill a and real thing in 2021. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And it's so basic. Not just a blessing to ourselves, but to those around us. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Man. Man. Good stuff. Well, thanks, yeah. uh, thanks again for um, episode number five. I cannot believe we are at number five. I still can't, still struggling with that one a little bit. But well, I'm super I mean, excited about it. You think bigger? I can't believe we're at Christmas 2021. Oh yes, good grief! Just time flies. Yes. So, people. Yep. Enjoy, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. But uh, thanks for joining us today. Unplug. Be present. Yes. Let's do that. Spend some time with some people. Right on. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.